I have been praying what God wants for us the next decade. Most of you heard us comment on love, power, and community every week for 10 years. Every Sunday, somebody stands on this stage. We say, we're about the love of Jesus. We want you to know you're loved, and we love you. We're about power. We want you to know the Holy Spirit exists to help you. We want you to know we're about community. We do life together. We rub elbows together. We get in groups together. But I, I want to share with you where we're going now because we're retiring that from the pulpit, the stage, and we're stopping and putting on a shelf Love Power Community. It'll still be on our website. But for 10 years, I have done my best as a leader to tell you who we are and why we're here and the next 10 years exist is what does God expect out of you and me? So it's no longer just who are we, it's what's expected of all of us. So for the next 10 years, you're going to have expectations put on you. What does God want out of your life? What does He want? Your marriage will be inspired. Your life will be inspired. For your kids, your grandkids, as the video said, to call you higher. That it won't just be Jesus loves you. It will be that there is an expectation on your life. Amen. It won't just be the Holy Spirit wants to help you. There will be an expectation on your life. There won't just be, hey, we do community together. Yay, that's fun. There will be an expectation on your life. Because if we're not careful, we can know all about love, power, and community. But for 40 years, all we do is just go in circles. Oh, they come on. They knew everything about God. For 40 years, they knew everything about God. They knew all the systems. They knew the worship. They knew the sacrifices. They knew the festivals. But 40 years, they never went anywhere. And I told God, I don't want to have my life busy about God but going nowhere. My marriage is where it is today, where it was 10 years ago. I've made no progress. I'm no stronger in my faith today than I was 10 years ago. And so as I prayed about this moment, all right, 10 years ago, the baton was passed off. God, what do you want? I felt like what God dropped in my heart for me to lead this house is knowing who we are is coming to a close. Knowing what's expected of us is opening. And we're all going to have an expectation. What does God want out of us? I had a conversation this week, and as we were chatting about Christianity and God and religion and church... I made the comment, I said, I feel like we're losing. I don't know if, it, I'm not talking about the church like Jesus is losing, but just that we're losing ground. We've lost sight of what this is. We've lost sight of what does it mean to follow Jesus? What does it mean just to be loved by Him? Well, if that's the goal, I just want everybody to know Jesus loves them, then what's the point? The point of the love was to call you higher. The point of His power was to call you higher. The point of gathering in a community was to call each other higher. The mothers of the faith discipling the daughters of the faith. The fathers of the faith discipling the sons of the faith. But when we live in a generation where all the old people are pushed to the back because all you need to do is give money because you have money. Those young people don't. That's why we still live with you. And we put all the hip young people up front. What we get is hip young people and we get good offerings, but the church isn't making ground. 
We get a good look on stage and we get money in the bank to do things, but we don't make ground because we've lost sight of what it means to call each other higher, to look at someone's life and say, you shouldn't be living that way. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, that part of your life should die to him. But we live in a culture and a generation where that is almost an anathema to say that. For who are you to judge me? Who are you to speak of what's wrong with my life? How dare you speak about my marriage when you're broken yourself? And then what that produces is it produces an anemic, weak church that just accepts broken people. And that's almost the goal. Get as many broken people together and let's embrace our brokenness and let's just celebrate our brokenness. We love you no matter what. We're glad you're here no matter what. I even joke all the time, you can smoke weed. You can do whatever you want. We just love you. Great. That's ending. If you smoke weed, go for it, but I'm going to call you higher. I don't care what you watch. I don't, I'm not in your business. I don't care what your business is, but I want to be a leader that calls us higher. Yes, I don't care if you're broken. I don't care if you go to the club and club it up a little bit. But at the end of the day, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, there is an expectation for you to live differently, for you to act differently, for you to talk differently, for you to walk differently, for you to be different. I've been here 10 years being as nice as I can be. We love you no matter what, and I do. But if you're going to go sit at lunch with me, don't get upset if I go, bro, that, that crap's got to stop. I didn't mean to say that. Let me roll that back in. It's like, all right, all right. That poo-poo's got to stop. That almost sounds worse, doesn't it? It's like, oh, man, that sound is so wimpy. I mean, come on. Who wants to follow mediocre? Hey, I got a good business. I just went broke and lost my family, but I'd love y'all to follow and buy in. What are you talking about, bro? No. I want to follow somebody that inspires me. I want to follow somebody that's like, man, they're inspiring me to be a better man, a better husband. They're inspiring me to, to know God at a deeper level. And yet, although that preaches good here, we live in a culture that says, you do you, I do me, stay out of my business, I love God, who are you to tell me any different? And I say, well, if you're a follower of Jesus, then you better buckle up because true Christianity calls you to be different. It calls us to act different. We are to make the world jealous of him. And yet if the world looks at many of us, there's nothing jealous at all. We just embrace each other's brokenness. Oh, okay, you've been broken for 22 years. Aren't you unbroken yet? I mean, if I have a Yeti that's broken, I don't keep it around long. I'm like, it doesn't work. I put it aside. And yet what we do is we fill church up with broken people and go, we love you. Jesus loves you. And we celebrate how broken we all are. And I'm like, great, but that's the front door. I'm broken. You've been broken. We've all done stupid things we regret. But dear God, that shouldn't be our legacy. Here lies Mark with a legacy of stupidity. So what I want you to know is I do love you. I will always love you. Even if I get irritated, I love you. And I'll embrace you in your brokenness. But at the end of that embrace, I'm going to look you dead in the eye and go, do you or don't you want to follow Jesus Christ? Because if you do, there's expectations on you. 
It's no different than if you work at Home Depot. Well, I just want to wear whatever I want to wear and come to work whenever I want to come to work. I just feel like I want a three-hour break. and say, They're going to fire you? Like, what dummy? And yet that's how we come to God. I just want the Lord to bless me and let me have eternal life, but expect nothing out of me at all. What? I expect my grandbaby to pick a doll up off the floor. Wouldn't God expect something out of me? And so this is what I've been... I'm I'm not preaching to the choir. I I include myself in it because as I put all this together, I've been been assessing me. Because my belief is if I ain't going, why would I want you to go? Other than I just preach it and I go home, well, that was good, wasn't it? But, But my kids go, but you don't even live it, Dad. So I, I attempt, as I stand up here and share things, I attempt that I'm, I'm wor- either working through it, because I used to wait till I got it before I taught it. That's stupid. I would never teach anything. So I just have to go, okay, I'm working through it. I'm getting it. And this is what I've landed on. My goal, I, I don't know my future, but my goal is that in 10 years, I don't know what this building will look like, but I sure don't want to be mowing grass out there. And I have no desire to just loop the mountain with the same conversations for 40 years. I want to finally be at least like Joshua and Caleb. Go, Dear God, does anybody want that mountain over there? Because that's what I want. I want that mountain. I know we've been passing it a lot and we're all okay. But I remember somebody told me that that mountain was our inheritance. I want my mountain. That brother was 80 plus years old. Give me my mountain. Come on, I'm just going to say something to you old people. It ain't over until we bury you. This whole thing of I just want to retire, hogwash. If you're old, you're a mother of the faith. You're a father of the faith. You need to be pouring into somebody because if you don't, the world's going to get them and they're going to get stupid under you. So come on, if you got half a bit of knowledge under you, grab you a young person, say, we're going to coffee, and you'll have to pay for it because they don't have money. So just, we're going to go to coffee. And if you buy them a coffee, they'll show up a lot. I'm going to go out with her again. She bought me a coffee. Little things. Mothers of the faith, call the daughters higher. Fathers of the faith, call the men higher. Don't just pat them and go, oh, it's okay. You little broken, sorry, mediocre man. No. Dust yourself off, boy. Get out of bed. Get off TikTok. We're going to the house of God. Now, I say that in the nicest of ways because our next 10 years is not about knowing who we are. It's about knowing what's expected of us. And in that are going to come expectations, hard conversations. Why are you still where you are? You've been in that same hole for 15 years. Are you not tired of it yet? Are you not tired of circling the mountain? Here's that same conversation, Lord. Well, I want to grow up. And when I saw my belly on the YouTube video, I ultimately either got to keep making jokes about donuts and be happy I'm fat, or I got to go have a hard conversation with a donut. I got to look at that little fella and go, as much as I love you, you don't own me. You do not own me. I have been given all authority and power in heaven and earth. 
And I command you little donut to stop calling my name every morning when I go past sprinkles. Oh, yay, show la la, sprinkles. Then I start having this Holy Ghost thing of I need to go support their business. If I, if I, if I don't go buy, who's going to buy donut? Then I get all this weird stuff going on. But ultimately... Everybody needs a good wife that just looks at it and goes, well, the reason you look fat on YouTube is not YouTube, it's that you go eat donuts. I'm like, thank you, I know that. And then you got to work out with somebody that looks at you, and at the end of the year, they look at you as you're just pumping, looking at your muscles, and they look at you and say, well, are you ready to finally get your nutrition under control? No, <laughs> I'm not ready for that. I do, I want you to help my arms look good, not my belly. So we all need hard conversations. We all need to pony up of why there's no toilet paper in the bathroom. Whose job was it? Like call each other to account. Who is it? What magical bullet are you looking for? A new job? Another spouse? That's going to fix it? Another conversation, another counseling appointment. We have to come as the followers of Jesus Christ that the moment the love of God impacts me, it expects something out of me. The moment the Holy Spirit impacts me, He expects something out of me. The moment I enter into community with each other, something is expected of me. I don't mean to preach to the choir here, but some of you are doggone smart. And you know more Bible than I know. And you're just sitting on it, doing nothing. Open up your home. Invite some friends over. You don't need some degree. You don't need to know Greek and Hebrew. You don't need to determine what Bible version is best. You just need to go, God, here am I. If you can use anything, use me. Open up your home. Well, I'm just too busy. Then suck it up this year and stop being so busy. And get busy about moving the kingdom of God forward. And you probably will say something, I just don't want to say something stupid. Grow up, you will. Dear God, there's things on YouTube I preached 10 years ago. I'm like, oh my God, I said that? Gee, oh Lord, help me. You just got to get over it. You're never going to get to Z if you don't pass D, E, F. So get busy about it. So here's where we're going over the next 10 years. It's this verse. Matthew 4, 18 through 20. As he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and his brother Andrew, and they were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Now here it comes in the yellow and the green and the blue. The yellow, green, and the blue are the next 10 years of our life. Let it burn your eyeballs. It's the words of Jesus Christ as he gathers his first band of followers. And in the gathering of the first band of followers, he lays out the blueprint of what the kingdom is. And in the blueprint, he definitely didn't stand up and say, Hey, all right, I want y'all to know what I'm about. Love. Oh, dude, love. Power. His first thing he does. Hey! Follow me. Now in that, it sounds romantic. There's nothing romantic about it. Because you have to be married to understand how threatening this is. If you're a single bro, 
you're excited about it. You're like, yeah, let's go. You don't even know where. I'm in, man. Where are we going? I don't know, but count me in. If you're married, this is a hellacious conversation. Honey, I got called today to follow a dude. Who? I don't know. It's Jesus. We don't even know him. Who is he? He's Jesus of Nazareth. Nazareth? Nothing's ever good come out of Nazareth. Anybody follow me? This isn't romantic. I know, honey, nothing good comes out of Nazareth, but he said my name. Well, dear God, just because somebody called your name, you're just going to go follow him off a ditch somewhere? No, but when he said Mark, it resonated with my spirit. Amen. Oh, and I'm going to follow him. Follow him where? You do know the kids are coming over Friday night. You going to be home? I don't know. How long are you going to be following where are you following him to? Do you tell you where he's going to go? Do you know when you're coming home? You do know you have responsibilities here. What about the vision? You do know the business of what? You left your boat? How do you think we're going to feed the kids if you leave your boat? I need to know where you're going and when you will be back. And I need to know the time you'll be back because I'm not raising these kids by myself while you're tramping around the world following some dude in a tunic who thinks he's God. You understand it's not as romantic as it reads. Because to follow, it is going to challenge everything. To follow, it's going to challenge your money, your business, your entrepreneurship. It is going to challenge your relationships because it's going to call you to go somewhere. Where? I don't know. That's risky. How long am I going to be following? Who cares? I don't know. That's risky. I need a start date and end date. I need a GPS. I need some hotel reservations. How are we going to eat? Who's paying for it? Do we take our donkeys or not? How much do I need to pack? Just, no, 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 just, just follow me. So what it tells me about a follower of Jesus, don't ever think he's going to answer every question. He's not obligated to answer one question. And I think a lot of us are like, well, I first off kind of need to let him know like what the journey's going to look like. No, no, no. I need you just to follow me, Mark. Yeah, but I don't want to take my kids out of high school and pack a U-Haul. I don't want to live in Doug. He didn't tell me anything. He never told me I would even be in Douglasville. He just said, follow me. Where? I'm not even going to tell you. Just get on the bandwagon. Let me just tell you this, Mark. Wherever I go, if you're with me, you're going to be blessed, boy. Okay, but, but I've been dreaming about my own life. And, and, and I, I really would rather you follow me and bless me in my journey. I mean, I have all these purposes and plans. And I'm giving them to you to bless. Now, what I mean by giving them to you to bless is I'm going to go do them, but I need you to bless them. So really what I'm saying here in this Christian walk is Jesus, follow me. And then I get ticked off because I get a mile down the road and I turn around like, where's God? He don't ever answer my prayer. I can't believe he didn't heal my back. My hip's still thrown out. My kids don't serve him. I'm like, because you left him a mile down the road, wanting him to follow you into your own journey, and he's not obligated to do that. He's not obligated to follow you into you. He's not obligated to follow you off to college. You're obligated to follow him. 
And in following him, he sends you to college. You're going to be blessed. You're going to have everything you need. As a matter of fact, as we parse this out over the next weeks, you will find out that any person that truly follows him and leaves self for him, they lack nothing. I will give you houses, lands, father. I'll give you everything you could ever worry about. So there's this very archaic, just follow, but no details? No, none at all. Well, it would help me if if three years down the road you'd tell me they're going to kill you because I'm going to invest a lot here and I'm going to look stupid. So if they're going to kill you, I'd rather know that up front. Mark, if I told you half the stuff that's going to happen, you wouldn't even get in the game. Oh, and P.S., you're going to be following somebody that they say is the son of the devil. Everybody's going to make fun of you. They're going to try to kill you. They're going to try to kill me. They will kill me. As a matter of fact, when I say follow, they're going to gut you from head to toe and burn you in oil. Y'all ready to follow me? No details at all. Just a simple... Follow me. But in that comes in the green. And this is where it gets really dirty and muddy. Because the expectation is don't just come around enjoying my miracles. Eating my food. I'm going to make you into something. I'm going to expect something out of you. And yet many Christians want to follow and have the goodies, but never want to grow. I want all the goodies. I want all the blessings and the healings and the miracles. But dear God, don't call me to grow up. So the moment he says follow, there's this expectation that as you do, you're going to grow up. If you're still pouting 10 years into following, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, I need to question, are you really following? Because every follower truly following grows up. I love what my mother says. She says, you cannot know the Holy Ghost and not grow up. He will convict you, lead you, guide you, rebuke you. And this in the green is where our generation has kissed that goodbye. How dare you judge me? How dare you expect things out of me? What, do you think you're better than me? Oh, you're going to go all holy religion on me, think you're better? No, I have no clue that I'm any better. I'm just saying uh, we all need to be growing up here. There is an expectation to grow. So if you're a jerk this year, you shouldn't be next year. And if you still are, you hadn't ever hit the green yet. You're just hanging out in the yellow hoping life goes well. But it gets worse than that. Because in the blue, he starts letting you know you're not even here for you. Oh my Lord, and if we don't live in the most narcissistic generation, I just need to know my purpose. Let's find my purpose. I don't know my purpose. If I could just find my... Your purpose isn't even about you. Your purpose is for his kingdom to go find people. That's what you're here for. You're here to find people to help them follow him. And yet we think that he exists 
to help me discover my purpose so that I can be a good Christian here, but I'm not growing nor influencing other people to follow. And if you're not influencing people to follow Jesus, perhaps you're not growing because if you're not growing, you have nothing to influence. They look at you and go, why would I want what you have? I don't need the yellow. You're a horrible blue. So, so the whole cycle is follow, that's risky, it's going to be emotional, going to be a lot of ups and downs, a lot of I have no clues, but in that you're going to grow up. And as you grow up, you're going to make other people jealous for me. So the question becomes, how have you been in the green long enough that other people are jealous to follow? Now that is a hard question. It really makes us look in the mirror. And I've asked it myself, is there something in my life that would make someone else jealous of the Jesus I know? And that is a difficult, like I have to think about that myself. I have to think, all right, now, okay, I, I can play guitar. I mean, I, I'm, I can sing on key, kind of. I mean, I do have nice arms. My belly's a little big. I, according to one person that watched my YouTube video, I'm yoked. I don't even know what that means, but it felt good. But I have to ask myself, do I wake up thinking I'm here for people? Most people irritate me. I don't... People? Ugh. I mean, I don't mind my people. My three or four. But it makes me wonder... If everywhere I go and eat and hang out and do life, if the blue ever sees the green in me that makes them jealous to follow the yellow. And I present to you, if you want to mess this formula up, just simply erase the green and you will mess the whole thing up because a Christian who is not growing is not inspiring to anyone to follow Jesus. If you're not growing, it's not inspiring. I need to see something that tells me why should I follow Jesus because I don't even know him and I'm doing better than you. I'm an atheist and I'm better than you. My marriage is better than your marriage, so you're going to have to hook a brother up of why I need to jump into the yellow to this thing you call God to some spirit being that's in my life because I don't get it because I'm doing pretty well by myself in the blue. So the whole goal of the blue was to see something that would make them say, what is this you're following? What's in your life, Michael? What's in your life, Marlene? What's in your, what's in your life, Sophia? What is in your life that makes somebody want to follow him? And here's where it gets really interesting. I, I think it gets scary, actually. The verse that says, large crowds followed him. So here's what we do know. Whether Jesus calls people by name or not, Peter, follow me, John, Andrew, follow me, what we do know is that Christianity is such that it will attract people for the hope that something will happen. Usually hopeless people. That's why the whole list was they're sick, they're demon-possessed, they're broke. There is something about Jesus that makes hopeless people feel hopeful. Like, oh, he can heal you. He can. He can fix your marriage. He can. He can get you out of that addiction. He can. 
And the answer is yes, yes, and yes, and yes. So what we know is large crowds will follow results. We call it revival. Well, if God would just take one person out of a wheelchair, we could pack this place out. And the reality is, what? what? Is that the goal? To pack the place out with people hoping they get the same result that somebody else got? Because as soon as the large crowds, as soon as they're emotionally let down, as soon as they don't get out of God what they want, as soon as God doesn't jump through their hoop and follow them in their plans and fix their life, John 666. Come on, you people that are prophetic. Mm, 666. You ever want to know what the spirit of Antichrist is? Don't go to Revelation. Go to John 666. This is it for you prophetic people. John 666. From that moment, all this, uh, uh, man, this is like I need to go deep, but I don't want to go deep. It's Sunday, need to get you out, but this is a deep moment. Here it comes, you're welcome. From that moment, that word moment, the, the moment is when the spirit of Antichrist hits the scene and shows up. Many of his disciples turned their back and no longer accompanied him. Why? Because they didn't get out of God what they wanted to get, and he wasn't worthy to be served unless he granted them a wish. I will follow him for the food. I'll follow him for the miracles and the potential hope that he'll heal my kid. But there's going to come a moment where if he doesn't jump when I say jump and act how I say act, peace out, baby. I ain't got time for this. Many of them, here's the thing if you read it, there was over five plus thousand on the hillside. Watch. Your ministry has gone from a motley crew of 12 to 5,000. And in one bad sermon, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And they're like, oh, no, dude. No, no. I was all about the fish. The free fish, I was in. Cheese sandwich, I'm in. Heal my donkey, I'm in that. That drink blood flesh thing, no, nah, I'm out. Oh, all, here's what the Bible says. All of them left the hillside. Can you imagine a church service where you lose 5,000 people in one sermon? You know good and well your wife will be, that was stupid. Why'd you preach that? That's just too deep. You should have held on to that one. They weren't ready. No, 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 not, not Jesus. He turns to the 12. Hey, since we're all here in this moment, you fellas want to go? Because if you do, there's the door. What about the rich guy that comes to him? Hey, I'll do anything you want. I just want to follow you. Okay, dude, go home and sell everything. I can't do that. And he walks off. And the disciples are like, hey, that's a rich guy. Money, the dude's got money. So? I ain't on his journey. I called him on my journey. He doesn't want to be on my journey. I don't chase people. I'm not going to get in the journey of every human on the planet. I'm here to call all the humans into my journey. And if the rich one rejects it, well, then it'll be hard to go through an eye of a camel of a needle or however that quotes out. He's just going to have to go, well, chase him. No, I ain't chasing What about the 5,000 that left? Well, I hope they get home all right because I'm not chasing them either. But I will say, come, any who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. No, I don't want rest. I want a, I want a new donkey. No rest. I so what we do know about humans that follow, and this is where I'm going to teach you in the weeks ahead, 
If you don't know the root of why you follow, you will always tap out. Something in life will cause you to tap out. A preacher will hurt you, you'll tap out. You'll get burned out, tap out. Somebody will disappoint you, gossip about you, tap out. Somebody that you love hurts your feelings, tap out. Jesus doesn't answer a prayer, tap out. Didn't heal my kid, tap out. Didn't fix my marriage, tap out. But the goal is, what does it mean to follow? Here's my thought, I'll close with this. Jesus doesn't exist. This, I threw this up last night, praying over it. This took me 20 plus years to believe it. Like it took, that, that's how slow I am. It's going to preach real quick, but it, it's a long, long journey. Jesus doesn't exist to accompany you on your life's journey. He calls you into his. That is the kingdom. He doesn't exist to make you famous. He doesn't exist to get you a job. He doesn't exist to bless your business. He exists to call you into his journey. And in the journey with him, you may start a business. But if you start a business while you're journeying with him, you're going to be wildly successful. Because that business will be used to reach people. That's why you get talents and gifts. He gives you gifts and talents because it is the gifts and talents that give you the insight to go reach people. Because people are out there and they'll be inspired. Like, how did you do that? Uh, good stuff coffee. This is the best coffee I've ever put in my mouth. That's the best coffee. But when she understands that everything we do, every business we start, everything we have is an opportunity for the green to impact the blue, that the blue may come into the yellow, then all of a sudden I begin to realize why my life is working. Because I exist for not me, but for him. So that the degree I'm going to get in school isn't God going, well, God, just bless this degree because I so want to use it. It's me going to him going, God, here's my talents. Where do you want me to go? Tell me what you want me to do. Open the door. And then I go and he blesses me and I graduate with these purposes. But every purpose is for the kingdom. And because it's for the kingdom and I seek the kingdom first, all this stuff just comes. People are like, what's so different about you? Well, I'll tell you what, man, I've been growing with God. Let me introduce you to Jesus. So for the next 10 years, your ears are going to bleed. Because here's what we're going to talk about for 10 years. Oh, let me go the right way. Sorry. Here's what we're going to talk about for the next 10 years. Every week you show up, you will no longer hear love, power, and community. It wasn't because it was unsuccessful. It was very successful. People knew they were loved, and we, we've tried to be spirit-led, and we try to do community. But the next 10 years, it's no longer about who we are. It's about what's going to be expected out of you. Now, in my heart, I love you. But I'm going to call you to become a follower. I'm glad you know you're loved, honey. But at the end of the day, you need to be following Jesus. How many people do you know right now you've never just invited him to follow? Number two, I believe in the Holy Spirit, but it's time to grow up. Don't get your feelings hurt if we challenge you to grow up. The environment in this house over the next 10 years is, we're glad you're in the door broken, it's time to grow up. But we won't just say it, we'll help you grow up. 
We'll help you get through it. We'll help you go. But we're going to expect you to not circle that wagon over and over. We're going to expect you to be making progress. And if you fall along the way, we're good with that because we love you. But as we dust you off, we're going to expect you to keep rolling. We're not just going to coddle you sitting idle for 22 years. You're going to be called higher. We want to grow up together. Now, we can't have the mentality when we say grow that, well, I just feel like you're judging me. Yes, we are. We're supposed to judge each other. We're supposed to hold each other accountable. This don't judge me is not even how it's interpreted in the Bible. We're supposed to keep each other accountable. We're supposed to say, hey, bro, do you follow Jesus? Yeah, I do. Well, then you shouldn't be acting like that. My God, stop that garbage. Grow yourself up and quit treating your wife that way. Do you follow Jesus? I do. Get your hind end out of bed and get in the house of God. YouTube ain't where it's at, bro. You got to get with God's people. You got to grow up. Hey, we're all, we're all glad you're addicted here. But uh, it's time to let that thing go. So that's where we're headed. And then the third one is that we're going to call you to go. Now, we've been talking about go for a long time. We call it your 50 feet. But somebody had a conversation with me this week that's really convicting. Because they said, Pastor Mark, I feel like a lot of us think owning your 50 feet is buying somebody a cup of coffee, mowing their grass, being kind to them. He said, but to own your 50 feet, this was his words, is to call people to follow Jesus. And I was like, oh, dude, you had no idea what I was going to preach. Like the whole loop is you become a follower, you sell out, you stop being a pouty, emotional person, and you just get in the game and go, God, whatever you want out of me, wherever you want me to go, count me in. Number two, P.S., I'm done whining and complaining and, and, and acting like I'm a victim and everybody else is my problem. I'm going to grow up. Put people in my life. Give me mothers and fathers that will rebuke me if I need it and train me. Listen, I don't know who this is for. There's some of you in this room right now that are smart enough. You need to open up your home. You need to get your Bible out. You need to call some friends over and you need to say, hey, tonight I'm teaching the Bible. I need you to come over to my house. We're going to have about an hour of me just teaching you the things of God. Well, I don't mind you say the wrong thing. Good. Say the wrong thing. Keep rolling. Get out there and give it to them. And then in that, the goal is, it's not just you buying a Starbucks coffee. Sinners can do that. It's not just you mowing somebody's grass going, I'm owning my 50 feet. Yes, that is true. But if we don't call them back to follow, everything we're called to do is to follow, to grow up, and to go. That's what you're going to be challenged to do. That would mean show up, grow up, and go get other people in the game. And the next 10 years, that's where we're headed. Therefore... I need you here growing. I'll do my best to teach. Everybody that stands in this spot will teach well. We'll, we'll try to dig it deep and not just shallow. Number two, some of you do need to open your home. I don't mean that trite. You need to get busy pouring what you know into people. It's just time. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Just start. Invite two friends over and just say, hey, I'm going to read the Bible and just begin to let God use you. And then this year, I don't know who it would be, 
But this year, call somebody by name. Hey, I just want to invite you. Hey, man, come meet Jesus. Come with me to his house. And if we do that, my belief is we'll make great impact in the next 10 years. Stand up with me if you will. Hope that helps you.